0: Thanks for tuning in to Own Your Power Radio. I'm your host, Shawnee Curry St. Bill, and you're listening to What's in Your Purse Wednesday. And today's show is all about joining the money challenge. So if you've tuned in last week to our first show, then you heard us talking a whole lot about credit and a whole lot about home ownership. We talked a lot about those things. So, um what I have for you is actually a money challenge, okay? You can join the money challenge by going to purseempowerment.com and basically what we have is 21 days of putting some power all up in your purse and if you're a man putting some power all up in your wallet and if you're listening and you have a friend that you think hey you know you can use a little bit more power in your purse you definitely want to share this segment with them and you want to tell them that hey there's a free challenge going on that is really going to help you get your financial purse in order. Um some of the things that we're gonna be chiming in on this specific show is just some a couple of the things that's involved in the challenge uh regarding commanding your money, picking a purse partner, creating some real savings goals and digging it into improving your score. So if you stay with us, we'll delve more into that conversation and I'll tell you more about the twenty one day purse empowerment challenge. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Do you want more
1: manageable hair? Is it dry and brittle? Got split ends? Nefertiti Secrets is an innovative system infused with a unique blend of nature's most nourishing ingredients, including moringa oil, keratin protein, aloe, sage, and rosemary extracts. Our formulas contain natural remedies that were used by ancient Egyptians. This amazing system will transform your hair with regular use and creates hair that's softer, silkier, and more beautiful than ever. Embrace royalty. For more information and to purchase your own products, go to nefertidisecrets.com.
0: Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Minka Brantley. I'm a psychologist from Miami, and I love being an expert on Own Your Power Radio. All right, righty, you're back listening to Own Your Power Radio. I'm your host, Shawnee Curry-St. Ville, and you're listening to What's All Up In Your Purse, Wednesday! Okay, so if you're listening to us, today is definitely Wednesday, and it's a great day to talk all about your money, because if you're delving into the week, you're kind of probably feeling like, oh, it's Wednesday, and I have two more days to go. So I wanted to kind of give you something to look forward to that can rev you up and to get you money motivated to create money, to save money, to invest money, and spend money on only those things that absolutely make you feel more and more alive, okay? Um, I told you today we're going to be talking about that 21-day purse empowerment challenge that's going to help you rev up your finances. So I'm just going to go through some of the days so you kind of filter it out. You don't want to jump the gun. Um, The actual challenge where everyone is going to be involved in it is going to begin on April the 10th, and it's going to finish off on April the 30th. But you can sign up at any time. You can go to our website, and if you want to have a lot of the momentum of being in the challenge with uh, 300 other people, then it's better for you to just go ahead and take it with us. But if you want to get started before then, you're just like, ah, I don't want to wait two more weeks to get started. Well, all you have to do is go to personpowerment.com and I will start sending you a video every single day. The first of those videos is all about commanding your money, right? So, commanding your money is really like creating some systems to tell your money what to do so they can stop telling you what you can't do. So basically on that day, what you're going to do is you're going to create some basic commands that you want for your money. You know you have some expenses, you know you have some income, and you know you have some things that you would want to do. And a lot of times what I'm finding when people don't tell their money what to do, they are kind of captive to their impulses. So because they don't have a plan, they kind of just impulsively spend and things kind of get out of whack. Well, day number one will help you command your money. Alrighty. And then day number two is going to be about picking a purse partner. Why would you need a purse partner? Well, a lot of the times, if we are trying to do something new, we need someone to kind of hold us accountable. You know maybe on day one, day two, day three, you're great, you're listening to the video, you're listening to my voice, and you are money motivated. but by the weekend, you come in, you go into the store and then you see those shoes, and you're like, "Ah, I want to do it, 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 I want to do it right." Or you get invited on a trip and you really didn't plan to go to Dubai, but they're like, listen, man, this is going to be a really great trip. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. And we really want you to go. You didn't plan for it, but you're like, I want to go, 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 I want to go. Hopefully you'll have yourself a purse partner that can help you stay accountable to some of the things that you said you wanted to do with commanding your money. So if you said things like, hey, I'm looking to purchase that first home this year, I'm looking to really boost my credit score, I'm looking to really eliminate some of my debt, I'm really looking forward to consolidating my student loans so they're just not all over the place, then your purse partner is going to be someone that is really going to help you stay accountable. They're going to get all up in your purse and say, hey, listen, this is what you said you're going." going." to do and we want to make sure that you actually are going to do it okay so if you make it past day number two you will definitely have a plan for your money number two you'll have some accountability through picking your purse partner and then that third day is you're going to create a money mantra I have so many money mantras but the one that is most active in my vibration right now would be there's more where that comes from Oh, there's more where that comes from. There's more where that comes from. There's more where they come from. Because sometimes when you are a budgeter and you're counting dollar for dollar, cent for cent, it can sometimes make you a little obsessive you know you're counting every penny every dime and you're not even living leaving any space for the universe to bring you something new because you're so frustrated and you're so rigid about what's there you're not even leaving the door open for what can come in so you have to kind of have something in place for when you're feeling that frustration you say there's more where that come from you're in there you, you buy something that you really really like and something that you really wanted because you could afford it and you really want it you just have to remind yourself oh there's more where this came from if you get a big fat check you know and you're thinking wow there's more where that comes from if you get paid on friday and somehow you pay all of your bills and at the end of it you only have a hundred dollars left you know find yourself to be looking at everything that you've already paid for and be thankful that you had the money to pay your darn bills because you didn't have to do that and then simply remind yourself there is more where that came from Okay, so that is one of my money mantras. Um, If you tune into the 21 day challenge, you're gonna get to hear so many people's money mantras and hopefully you'll be able to chime in and create your own. The reason why you wanna have that mantra in place is sometimes in the impulses, in society, in the way of the world. Sometimes we just get lost. You know, we get lost, things happened. We have opportunities, we have risk, we have things to go up, we have things to go down and we just need something to bring us back grounded. So a mantra is a really great way to do that, all right? And then if your mantra doesn't help you, on day number four, we're going to all get together um, on this online event and we're going to find our why, right? Because let's just say you have this wonderful game plan to go ahead and purchase a home, right? And you've been saying, I'm going to get out of this apartment for the last five years and for whatever reason, you haven't done it yet. Whatever the reason is, you haven't done it yet. But I think if you can really connect with a why as to why you're doing that, you can actually really, really really put yourself in the position to materialize that goal as opposed to letting it be something that just comes out of your mouth and never really makes its way into actual manifestation so that's what you do you just start there you find out your why and in finding your why you may find out that you know what I don't really want this anyway it's not that much of a big deal I really Don't want to become a homeowner. You know, I travel a whole lot. I'm always moving around. I can't really see the value in this. And then you can kind of just let it go. It doesn't have to be something that's chiming out there. Or when you have this finding your why type of conversation, you can deeply connect with, you know what, I'm really settling down. Um, I really want to have my roots somewhere. If I am going to be purchasing a, if I am going to be paying rent anywhere, I might as well go ahead and purchase a home so that I can get some of the tax benefits so that I don't have to be moving, you know, every two, three years, whatever your why may be. Maybe you just want your children to grow up in a specific neighborhood, or maybe you're just doing it for investment purposes, whatever the case may be. I want you to spend some time finding your why so that you can connect with that again and again. And then you'll be able to get that in which you're really, Want. All right. And then by day number five, we're gonna be talking about boosting your credit score. That's right, because that is the gateway drug, right? <laughs> that is definitely the gateway drug. Um, the reason why we call it the gateway drug is because it is the gateway to your finances. Um, it's very sometimes it can be very difficult to move into you know a different place without having a decent credit score. So on that day within the challenge, what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually have everyone to pulled their credit score that day they're gonna open it up and they're simply just going to look at it right because we all know that we cannot change what we do not confront so we can't pretend that it's not there okay so once you go ahead And you open up your credit score, and you know, hey, am I at a three hundred? Am I at a eight hundred? Am I at a four fifty nine? That way, it's not something that's just hanging out there anymore. You can go ahead and pull the plug with all of us, and we can look at your credit, and we can begin to execute a plan to go ahead and get you into the seven hundred club, so that you can do some of those things that you want to do. Whether if it's owning a business, whether you want to apply for a loan, whether you're thinking about getting a new car, uh, maybe you just want to get into a new apartment maybe you want to get a new job and you are kind of like oh my god if I apply for this job they're gonna pull my credit they're gonna see the things that went on you know two three years ago you kind of just you know you're kind of in a stuck place just because you have um you have a negative credit score so on day number five of the person empowerment challenge we're gonna go ahead and climb in on that and then day number six we're gonna go ahead and create some savings goals right because I work directly with my clients and they always say, Shani, I want to have $10,000. And it's just a number that's out there. It's not an actual thing, you know. It's not, it's just something that they've said, which is great. But to really create a plan to get to where it is that you really want to go, you have to have an actual plan. I know it sounds simple and it sounds really redundant. And it's not just because I write something down doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be able to achieve it. I get it, But taking things out of your mind and putting them down on paper puts you closer to it than you were without it, right? So that's step number one. So you're going to go ahead and say, okay, here's the number that I'm going to get to. And here's how I'm going to get there. For you, it may be getting another job. For you, it may be cutting back. For you, it may mean um, getting more business, more numeric business coming into your business. Maybe it may mean creating a business. But we're not just going to say, hey, we want $10,000. We're going to have something that we want. And then we're going to have some game plan steps that's going to help us get that thing in which we want. And if it's $10,000, then you want to definitely tune in to the uh, person Empowerment Challenge. Uh, the next, um, on day number seven, we're going to be talking about meeting with an advisor. So that day, we will be having everybody that's taken the challenge to pick up the phone and call a financial advisor. One of the biggest misnomers about people who do not have a financial advisor, they believe they don't have enough money. So they're like what are these people gonna manage for me what they gonna how they gonna manage zero is what some of my clients say to me <laughs> I'm not looking for nobody to manage zero I get it um, well first of all you have to respect your money wherever it is and then having a conversation with a financial advisor can really just be an options conversation for you um, financial advisors are not like me they're not a personal finance expert so they're not going to be working with you to get control of your budget that's not what that conversation Conversation is for. Normally, if you have a conversation with the financial advisor, they're going to assist you with picking out a life insurance plan. They can review your current life insurance plan. Um, They will talk to you about the importance of investing. So, even if you're not necessarily ready to pull the trigger on putting a portfolio inside of your purse, having the conversation can position you to put that in your purse maybe within the next three to six months. Because now you've had the conversation you have some actual goals you have a person that you can connect with and that can explain things to you and then you can really you know really get there um another advisor that you can talk to it may not necessarily be a financial advisor someone who's going to talk to you either about life insurance or about stocks and bonds but you can definitely connect with someone that's at your bank um that's a free service you can go inside of the bank wherever you bank at and you can have a conversation with them look at the way that your checking account is organized are you getting way too many? fees um, and they can serve as somewhat of a financial advisor to speak with them say hey these are what my goals are Um, I don't really know how I'm going to achieve them and that's a free service that they offer at the bank for you okay just because you you hold your money there so they can definitely have a conversation so you may want to go and talk to a financial advisor furthermore you may already have some things in the works you may already have a life insurance plan let this be the day that you call them and say hey listen I really want to see how valuable this Is. I want to see if it's working for me. I want to see if I need to make some changes. Maybe you want to go ahead and up how much your um, life insurance benefit is maybe you want to change some of the beneficiaries maybe you're thinking about getting a trust whichever the case may be that day on the challenge you will go ahead and call your financial advisor and set an appointment and if you are in our Facebook group on Facebook person empowerment I'm taking the 21 day challenge Facebook group then you're going to be posting hey look this is the phone number I called this person because we're going to be holding you accountable for what you say and what you execute Alrighty. And then, if you make it on to the challenge, I have a whole lot of people, for whatever reason, they're eating is eating their budget yeah their meals are eating their money literally and a lot of times i sit with people and they say to me shawnee i don't know why i don't have any money i make sixty five thousand dollars a year why don't i have any money this makes no sense it feels like i have a hole in my purse and i said is that hole called chipotle <laughs> and it's always so funny it's always so funny right they always say oh yeah i have a hole in my purse and the purse is called chipotle or the smoothie king right that's what the Say to me, and um, what I have very actively done. And initially, when I initially started this challenge, I was able really to get my food budget, my monthly, my weekly meal plan to feed a family of four for seven days straight on a hundred dollars. It was wonderful, it was organic food, it was coming from Whole Foods. I was not couponing or any of that, I just strategically planned out what we're gonna eat from day to day. That was two years ago. Um, that's when my children were a younger now they're getting older so I've had to up my budget to $130 so now I'm at $130 a week which is a little bit different because they're more snackish now they're eating their boys so they eat a whole lot but what I'm sharing with you is my strategy if you're finding that when you look at your budget and if you look at your let's just say you look at your bank statements or you look at your online banking and you're saying hey I've spent Eighty dollars on eating out this week. I've spent sixty dollars on eating out this week. I've just carelessly just just been spending so much money on eating food. And and let's just say you don't have any savings. You know you don't have any savings. So if you can just figure out how, maybe you can just cut that number in half. You know you may not be the kind of person like me to cook every single day. I cook for the most part every single day. I may skip depending on what my schedule may be. I may not because I'm a planner. I'm a huge planner. I'm a crock pot cooker. Um, I I sit down on Sundays and I write down exactly what I'm going to get from the grocery store. I do an inventory. I look from one place to the next and I say oh I'm going to need more eggs. I'm going to need more this and I write that down on the list so that when I go into the grocery store I'm not buying duplications. I'm not buying the same thing again and again and again. You know how you do that? You know how at some point you would go and the reason why I started getting myself on this budget is before I would go to the grocery store and I would spend like $200 and then by the end of the week, all the food would be spoiled. You know, all the fruits, all the vegetables. It would just waste on top of waste. Wasting my time in the grocery store, wasting my money, and then wasting the food. I say, hold on a minute. This has got to get under control. So that's when I got myself on a firm... Um, on a firm plan you know I got myself on a real firm plan so on Sundays I sit down I do an inventory of what I already have in my kitchen the second thing that I do is I go ahead and I write down what I'm gonna cook for the week so based on what I'm gonna cook for the week I may need a couple of ingredients to change around again in my house for the most part you guys may have to adjust your budget a little bit more this is based on your home because in my home we don't eat meat so for the most so that's gonna change my budget slightly so we spend more money on fruits and vegetables and if if You buy a whole lot of fruits and vegetables. You know that sometimes, because you gotta uh, you gotta accommodate for the amount that you would normally spend on meat, you so you buy more fruit. So either way, we sit down, you write it down, you say okay, and you get yourself a calendar. On Monday, we're gonna eat rice and beans. On Tuesday we're going to eat rice and beans. On Wednesday we're going to eat rice and beans. No, I'm just kidding. You're just going to you're not going to eat rice and beans every day, but you got to get your protein when you don't eat meat. So it's kind of standard anyway. But anyway, you get my point here. So you simply just sit down, write down what it is you're going to cook for the next five days or let's just say you're going to do it for three days and if you have a plan you'll definitely be able to withstand Alrighty, so when you come back we're going to be going into day number nine why you need to keep a strand of gray hair all up inside your purse and we're going to talk about that as soon as we come back again you're listening to shawnee curry saintville your host of what's in your purse wednesday on own your power radio back and you're still listening to shawnee curry saintville on what's in your purse wednesday on own your power radio all righty so we're talking all about the 21 day challenge that you can sign up for we're all going to take it corporately together about 300 women are going to get together online and we're going to take this 21 day challenge and get some power inside of our purse but if you're listening to the show and you're feeling like shawnee I do not want to wait all the way to April the 10th. I want to get started now. You can just head over to personpowerment.com. And go ahead and sign up and I will start sending you videos and you can put together your own group and start taking that 21 day challenge. Um, in this conversation, we're just talking about the different parts of the challenge. I'm just opening it up for you a little bit just so that you can understand how it works and what it does for you functionally. So what we're saying here is um, a strand of gray hair, okay? Now, the strand of gray hair going all up inside of your purse will be the day that you will take a strand of gray hair, whether it's from your grandmother's hair, whether it's from a wig, whether you got a weave, whether you're wearing the mermaid hair is what I hear people talking about now, where they just get all gray hair and everything, whichever way that it works. I want you to take a piece of that hair and I want you to drop it inside of your purse because I want it to remind you, no matter how many colonics you get, no matter how much you go to the gym. No matter how much organic farm raised food you eat, you're still going to get old. <laughs> yes, right? And in that getting old, in that time in our life, we can sit here and we can imagine our twenty eight our we can imagine our fifty eight year old selves, our sixty eight year old selves, our seventy year old selves, and the difference between that girl and this girl now is that she's probably not gonna care if she ever wore any Manolo Blahniks in her day. And she's not going to think about any red bottoms, right? She's more than likely going to be thinking about, you know, my grandchildren, you know, what kind of legacy am I going to leave behind? Because at that point, we're probably figuring out, you know, we're going to, in retirement, we're not really working as much or not at all. At that point, our businesses have become that in which we thought they would become. And uh, now we're at a place in our lives that we're not working as much, either because we don't feel like it or physically we don't feel like it right so we're gonna need to know that at that point we have not lived on every dime that we've earned that we put some to the side so that we can actually retire in a way that we would desire right so that's what that gray strand is gonna do for you um you're gonna pull that out and you're going to do some consideration of hey let's see how I'm saving. Do I have a 401k? Am I an entrepreneur? Am I at least if I'm an entrepreneur and my business is moving along, am I at least putting $10 away a month? And then once you get to a different place, you can go ahead and up that you can open these accounts with as little as $50. You don't have to do it with a large amount. All right. So the good thing about these retirement accounts that you can set up at your local bank, uh, you can have the opportunity of turning on the deductions and turning the deductions off. So say for instance, you are you know in a good place you just want to be a good planner when it comes to this but if you are entrepreneur and you're like gee shawnee you know i'm an entrepreneur i'm spending most of my money in my business i get it i got it i've been there i know what you're talking about so but i don't want you to be like my grandmother my grandmother was um had the opportunity to really um change her lineage for sure um she came here came to south florida moved from Georgia, um, way back in the fifties. And she was able to open up a hair salon and through that hair salon, she was able to transform her lineage through, she didn't, she was not college educated, but all of the children that came up, Beneath her lineage are college educated. Um, They were able to experience things that she herself was not able to experience in her childhood. So she in turn was able to be able to give a life to her children that she really wanted to and she didn't have herself. That's great. But now in her 70s, because all of the money that she brought in. My grandmother is still pressing and curling hair just, for the, just to, to, to make some of her ends meet. Um, there's little bits of ends of meetings, but there's a very small part of it. The whole idea here is that my grandmother, while she was putting us through college and while she was making sure that we had the absolute best as it relates to clothes and cars and jewelry and entertainment and trips and travel, she was not putting money to the side for retirement. So now, instead of uh, being able to operate on retirement, um, she has to still go to work. So having this conversation now with yourself before you get to that age is very importante, muy importante. So even if you're saying, I'm going to put $50 to the side, $25 to the side, and then that particular month you really didn't, you know, generate as much money as you thought that you would. So you can call the bank, say, hey, I need to go ahead and make an adjustment. I need to freeze it this month. But the point of the matter is get started. If you're with your employer and they definitely have a matching program, you want to get that money match. You don't want to, you want to match it to the max. If they're going to max you at 10%, everything that you put in, if that's their max contribution, you want to max it. If you're at a three right now, go ahead and look at your finances and see what it means for you to go ahead and max it so that you can get the 10% of that contribution. Contribution. The whole point to getting a, sh- a great strand in your, in your purse is either looking at, hey, I'm not saving any money at all. That's one part of it. So I need to start saving some money too. I am saving some money, but I probably could be saving a little bit more. And then three is that, hmm, maybe I should evaluate the way that I have this money being allocated. So this will be a good time to look at your wins and your losses because a lot of the times when that whole Enron thing took place is because people were kind of just sleeping on their purses, you know, they were letting somebody else do the work. They wasn't keeping trace of it. They wasn't knowing what was coming in, what was going out, what was winning, what was losing they didn't know how the money was actually being allocated they didn't understand what diversification was and how it needed to be working for them so they woke up and then their money was gone exactly we don't want that to happen so at least every six months you want to schedule with yourself to have the conversation okay so get that gray strand in your purse out your purse and remind yourself no matter how much you go to the tanning salon no matter how many times you get those butt injections you still gonna get old that's right that's right all right so the next thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna find a money mentor okay your money mentor is someone that is going to motivate you, okay? They are a little bit different than your purse partner. Your purse partner is someone that is working with you, okay? That person is saying, hey, you made, let's make $100,000 this year. I made $100,000. dollars you going to make $100,000. Oh, we're doing great. We're not going to waste our money on this. We're going to spend our money on here. We're going to invest together. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. That's great, right? That's going to be your purse partner. We talked about that person for day number two, but this money mentor is a little bit different this money mentor has so much money that when you go over their house you feel like well maybe i should sweep the floors around this place (laughs) they just have so much money that you feel uncomfortable you're like damn they got a lot of money you know that kind of money i'm not talking about a little bit of money be like oh they have they have you know they have some nice money no i'm talking about they have so much money That when you experience the amount of wealth that you're sitting in front of, it kind of leaves you with your mouth open, you'd be like, are you for real? Like that. Exactly. That is the person that I want you to either get as your money mentor, either from a distance or in person. Because this person is going to move you, shake you, and push you to create more money than you ever have before. They're not going to settle for your excuses. They're not going to listen to your woom, woop woom, sing your woom, woom, woom. Okay? They're not going to do it. Now, maybe you may not be in a place where you can physically get in touch with a money mentor. And you definitely don't want to say, hey, you know, um... I, I was listening to Shani on Own Your Power Radio, and she said I need to find a money mentor to mo- motivate me. So she said I need to find somebody that's so rich that it makes me feel uncomfortable. You don't want to share that with them. Here's what you would like to say. <laughs> Here's what you would like to say, because that's going to sound a little risque, and that's not what we're um, promoting here. What I'm advocating for you to do is to get in better alignment, associate with someone that can pull you up, either spiritually or physically. and they have different habits. Believe it or not, broke people have different behaviors than people who have money. They think about money differently. They experience money differently. Um, it's just different, whichever level. I mean, if you think about yourself and you think about when you go around certain people and you guys are just different, it's not that you're better than them. It's just that you think about things differently. You operate differently because you've had different experiences that has brought you simply to where you are in this moment. Okay. So back to this money mentor. So. Maybe you'll be able to find them actually in person and you can say, hey, listen, I have kind of been at this $50,000 income for a while and I really like the way you manage your money. It seems like you, it seems like you're doing awesome when it comes to managing your finances And I would really like the opportunity to just learn from you. Um, I would like to share with you where I am financially. And I would like for you to be able to make some recommendations with me as to how I can get better. That's how that conversation will go. Now, let's just say you can't meet anyone physically. You know, you don't have access to someone physically. And interesting enough, I've had so many money mentors. Actually, I had a money mentor that was so crazy. Let me tell you what he said to me. He said, you know what, Shawnee." You know what your goal in life should be? I said, what should my goal in life be? He said, the only thing that you can do for another broke person is not to become one. Would you believe he said that? He said that to me and I get it. I got it a little bit. It's a little bit uh, risky. It's a little bit mm, unkind. Yeah, unkind, but it really makes sense. You know, the best thing that you can do for another broke person is not to become one because number one, they will learn from your behaviors. Number two, then you can actually help them. If you can't help them, then you're, you're really, you know, not really helping them. Um, Okay. So back to this money mentor. So let's just say you can't find one physically. So. For a long time I hung out with Oprah Winfrey and Susie Orman. You got it. Oprah is my bestie and Susie Orman is my bestie. These are my besties. I've never met them before, you know? But we hang out all the time. When it comes to money, when it comes to growing money, when it comes to building an empire empire, when it comes to things of all things wealth and abundance. Okay, got it. So You can't find someone in your physical dimension, right? You don't know anybody, you can't see anybody, but you can get yourself a book, right? So if all your friends are broke, guess what you got to do? Hang out with them books. You got it, boo. Hang on out with them. Go and get yourself some Robert Kiyosaki. Get yourself some Napoleon Hill. Get yourself a money mentor that is going to have such a huge impact on how you think about money. That you're going to feel like they are physically with you day to day, helping you make decisions. There's books that I've read years ago. There's books that I read five, 10 years ago. And now they are finally just coming to me. You know, they're coming to me in a way that I can feel them and finally benefit from them. So you may not understand all of the information now. You may not feel their physical presence. But once you get something inside of your knower, guess what? You begin to slowly know it. All right. So we're going to be moving on to thing number 11. 11 thing number 11 is getting an eraser all up inside of your purse so why would Shawnee say get yourself an eraser I mean yes I want you to go yourself down there and I want you to get yourself one of those erasers that you would put inside of your purse that you had in elementary school you know them big fat red ones I want you to get one of those and I want you to drop it inside of your purse so it use it as a totem for every single time that that foreclosure that you had when you was 25 years old, 25 years old, comes up in your mind and it begins to rob you of your freshness and your newness and your ability to create and manifest that in which you really want, I want you to go all up inside of your purse. I want you to go up inside of your purse and pull out that eraser. Now, very well so, we can make our own choices, but we cannot choose our consequences, right? So the consequences of your behavior may be that foreclosure have caused you to have poor credit Um, maybe at this point, you've thought about filing for bankruptcy. You know, you've had some different frustrations as it relates to some of your financial mishaps, and I get them. The whole idea is that you've already lost, so there's no need to continue to keep losing. So what that eraser is going to do, it's not going to erase the fact that it happened, but it's going to erase all the negative emotions surrounding that one financial thing that just has you feeling like financial fart. I get it. I got it. Maybe it might be one of those situations where you got evicted, you know? You got evicted. Or maybe you had your car repossessed. I got it. It's shameful, you know? You feel ashamed. Well, you should feel ashamed, E.D., right? Because now, after listening to this and after getting that eraser into your purse, you're no longer going to punish yourself over and over and over and over again. You can finally just let it go, okay? Okay? I had the foreclosure? Let it go. You messed up your credit? Let it go. Okay? So this eraser, it is going to give you the power to simply just let it go. And you can get going onto the place in which you really want to be. Okay? So that's what the eraser is going to do. I want you to do that. And when you do it, I want you to take a picture and send it to me on my Facebook page. Hey, Shawnee, I got my eraser. I ain't on that no more. I'm done with it. I had the foreclosure three years ago. I've been feeling real bad about it. But I let it go. I'm not going to let it rob me of my entire future. There's so many people that I meet. They're still living in 10 years ago. You know, it's been 10 years, but when I ask them about their finances, they tell me about what happened to them 10 years ago. And I'm like, that happened 10 years ago, but they don't see it. They don't feel it, that they're still living in 10 years ago. So you got to come up, you got to make some better decisions and you got to get moving. Alrighty. So if we make it past that, we're going to make it into day number 12. We're going to be talking about shopping your bank, right? Okay, so when you shop your bank, here's what I want you to do. I want you to roll up into your bank and I want you to do an analysis of what your banking relationship is like with them. First of all, the number one thing I want you to do is I want you to figure out just how much they charge you whenever you have an overdraft on your account. Mm -hmm. And I also want you to do a little bit of an analysis to find out banks. One of the banks that does not allow for you to um, even overdraft would be One United Bank. Okay, that's a place that you can Google. They don't even allow you to overdraft. Meaning, if you ain't got the money in the bank, you ain't about to slide that card. You got it? Exactly. So they take the power out of your hands and they put it. In their purses. You got it? So what happens is you do not have the opportunity to even overdraft. So I want you to do, that's the first thing I want you to do when you're shopping your bank. I want you to do a comparisons to figure out, okay, um... How much is this? Is it, you know, is it $39.95 at this bank? Is it 29 dollars at this bank? Or is it just $10? Am I able to kind of negotiate whenever, you know, I kind of go over my balance and they ding me for it? Figure out what your relationship is with this bank. Figure out like, hey, you know, do I get better benefits because I've been with you for five and 10 years? Am I going to get any benefits because I have this amount of money with you? Um, have conversations with them. If you have maybe five ten thousand $10,000 sitting there in the bank, see if you can have a conversation with them to say hey listen this is how much money i have with you i need to see if i can get a higher rate if i can't get a higher rate i'm going to go ahead and move this money to another location so that i can get a better return on my money you want to see what different type of accounts may be available to you if you're just shelling things off into a regular savings account at this point if you have some money in the bank it may be the time for you to go ahead and get yourself a certificate of a deposit you know that way you can get a higher interest rate but if you wait pass or certificate of deposits you may want to figure out hey listen this may be the opportunity for me to go inside of the bank and start having some investment conversations so shopping your bank if you look at the video it's available on youtube you'll see i have a full-fledged plan about shopping your bank okay and then day number 13 something that we all love to talk about Right? We love to ding people for talking about their tax return. That's right. So if you look at your tax return and it seems like a germ done aided, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. I want you to do an analysis and say, where did the money go? I sit with my clients sometimes and and what amazes me about this, well, it doesn't really amaze me, but it does really call my attention to it that someone who works all year, maybe they make anywhere from 45 to $50,000 a year. For whatever reason, this will be the one time within a year that they may come into a lump sum of money anywhere from five to $10,000. And just to see them blow through five to $10,000 in two months, it it doesn't surprise me, but it definitely gets my attention. I do look at them in a way I go, wow, wow. You know, because it's not like you're having the opportunity to come into that amount of money every single month. So this look like an opportunity for you to really try to move up, you know, really put some power inside of your purse. So if you have filed your taxes or you have not filed your taxes, if you haven't filed your taxes, this is perfect. This is a great day for you to go ahead before you get your taxes to actually do a complete plan of for dollar for dollar, what you're going to do with the money. Okay. And make sure if you don't have any savings that you go right off the bat, take money off the top and put it inside of an investment that will not allow you to touch it. If you don't wanna do something as it relates to um, investing in the market or anything like that, just get yourself a CD. Those are FDIC insured. You can put those in the bank and then they'll give you a little bit more interest. Maybe you need maybe about six months, a eight month CD, a 12 month CD. That'll give you some time to really be able to figure it out, okay? So that's, um, that's on analyzing your tax return. Again, there's a full video about it and you can go ahead and create yourself a full-fledged game plan plan if you've already spent your tax return and you're kind of thinking what the heck did I do with the money also still watch the video that way you can create a plan so you can kind of see what you like to do with the money so when people ask you well what happened in your money you could at least know hello all right we're gonna take a commercial break when we come back we'll go through the rest of the days to the 21 day challenge you can sign up for it on www.personempowerment.com.
1: Supposed to come around you no more. Know you're scarred, I know you're you're jaded. jaded. Don't mean no harm, just let let me say this. You're so beautiful, it's outrageous. You're so beautiful that I hate it. And it's all my fault that we faded away. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say. different minds, so not today maybe tomorrow could we catch up for a little while cause you're so beautiful it's outrageous you're so genuine i'm so anxious this fool you found is the lamest brush him off he can never be what you saw in me Be the same
0: And you're listening to Own Your Power Radio. I'm your host Shawnee Curry Saintville, and you're listening to What's in Your Purse Wednesday. <laughs> And if you're listening to the show and it's not Wednesday, remember, this is the best day to listen on Wednesday. So you can hear this show and you can figure out what's in your purse. Alrighty. So I'm just going to wrap this up just so you know what else is involved in this purse empowerment challenge. Okay. So on day number, we talked about taxes on day number 15, we're going to be talking about refinancing your car. Okay. So maybe when you got the car, your, um, your interest rate was a little bit higher because your credit score was so bad, um, or you got with a bank a larger bank you know and you went in and they gave you an interest rate but it wasn't that great so um, now you can have the opportunity to maybe get with the credit union. That way you can go ahead and get a good interest rate that can do two things for you. Getting a lower interest rate can either allow you to go ahead and pay it off a lot sooner because say for instance, if in you were refinancing your car, maybe shaves, maybe about $80 off your payment. You can decide whether or not, if you want to take that $80 and save it, or if you want to continue to go ahead and pay that $80 so that you can accelerate the payment. Right. All right. And then on day number 16, you're going to figure out what's weighing your purse down, you know, what's weighing it down. You know, you got to figure it out. You got to look at your budget. You got to figure out like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't get this nineteen hundred dollar rent. You know, maybe that's not what I need. Or maybe, you know, I really shouldn't have got this $600 car payment. And we're going to figure out how we can go ahead and eliminate that thing that is just weighing your purse down. That will be day number 16. Day number 17 will be plan your next purchase. That's right. Whatever you're thinking about. If you're thinking about, um, I'm going to buy myself a mountain bike. And this mountain bike is going to cost you $5,000. I don't want you to impulsively do that. I want you to actually create a plan. Or let's say, for instance, you know what? I've had this online business for a while, and I want to go ahead and get myself a brick and mortar now. If that's the next thing that you're planning to do, I want you to sit down that day and strategically plan it out. Ask yourself the questions. Get your accountability partners involved so that they, too, can share in your decision-making process, right? Then day number 18, we're going to say, what's putting money inside your purse? Because on one of those days, we're talking about what's weighing it down. But we want to talk about what's lifting it up. You really want to... um, you really want to analyze it. That may be the day. you know what My salary is really where I want it to be. I've been making the sixty five thousand dollars. I'm very happy with it. so you may decide you know what? Maybe I need to go ahead and create that side hustle. Maybe I need to go ahead and get that business or you might decide that, hey, you know what this job is really not putting enough money in my purse. either I need to go ahead and get a new degree or I need to march myself in there and ask these people for a raise or I need to start looking for another job where I currently am so that I can go ahead and up the ante on my current income. Hello. So we got to figure out what's putting money inside of your purse, whether we're analyzing your investments. But that day specifically, you and 300 other women are going to sit together online and figure out, hey, what's adding value to this purse? Okay. Day number 19, we're going to talk about picking a bill and just paying it off. Yes. Just looking at that credit report and saying, you know what? I've been looking at you for a long time. But it's time for me to go ahead and just get rid of you. I am done, Dada, with this enchilada. Got it? That's what you're going to do on day number 19. Day number 20, we're going to get some stockings all up inside of your purse. This may be a novice conversation for you where you're saying, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and start with some penny stocks or I'm going to go ahead and join betterinvesting.com or I'm going to go ahead and join an investment club. I'm going to do something to go ahead to finally really open up my thoughts about stocks. Um, Maybe you already have an investment plan. This may be the day that you figure out some of these stocks gotta go. I don't want these in my purse. They're not working out for me. There's not enough diversification. Either way, that'll be the day that we look at the stocks. And day number 21, if you make it to day number 21 of the 21-day challenge, that's called the sell You got it. sell That means you are going to pay yourself some love, pay yourself some attention, pay yourself first okay because if you chill out with us and put all that power in your purse for 21 days that means that you are going to be pushing your money mindset pushing your money motivation and pushing your actual money to the maximum so if you're going to do that on day 21 I really want you to engage in a little bit of paying yourself first whether you pay yourself a compliment whether you treat yourself out to a nice wine whether you go and take yourself to the movies I just really want you to take that day to really celebrate that you're in a new place as it relates to putting power in your purse I do hope that you have enjoyed this episode of What's In Your Purse Wednesday. I hope when I talk to you, what you have in your purse is that 21-day challenge so that you can get the money that you have been mouthing off about. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at Purse Empowerment Actually. We're Person Empowerment everywhere. Person Empowerment, Instagram, Person Empowerment, YouTube, Person Empowerment, Facebook. So that's where you can find us. I am always feeling richer every time that I connect with you. I do hope that you feel richer connecting with us. I'm your host, Shawnee curry Saintville on Own Your Power Radio. I will connect with you next week. Talk to you later. What's up? It's your boy, Zayday, artondecks.com. Check out
2: the book, The Art out I'm chillin' here with Coach Simone at Own Your Power You cats out here, got all these power pirates in your lives Start to own your power, ownyourpowerlifestyle.com With Coach Simone in the building, holler at your boy uh, money is coming to me Money is coming to me Money keeps coming to me Money is coming to me Money is coming to me Money, coming to me. money, coming to me. money keeps coming to me Money is coming to me Money keeps coming to me Money is coming to me I can just feel it And I believe Money keeps coming to me It's coming to me now And I'm not worried about to drive